0: Well, good morning once again, church. It's a blessing to uh, wake from sleep and to be alive and to breathe another breath. And so just so grateful for uh, another opportunity to just see what the Lord will do uh, in this day and see how he will be glorified throughout our day. Um, I first just want to take a quick second and just acknowledge and and, um, give a sincere thanks on behalf of uh, my family, my wife, and my children uh, and myself for, um, all of those who have uh, helped out in some way, form, or fashion. As uh, we are, um, uh, in the process of moving right now. Um, even during the coronavirus, just things had had come up at our 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 current residence, and we just had to get out of there. So again, just a heartfelt thank you uh, to all who have um helped support us with some kind of uh, hot meal or. Or, or a gift card of some sort. And um, even those that uh, couldn't do that, you know, financially, that's not a problem. But just your prayers are so important. Um, just the same, if not even more than, than those things. But just so grateful for the body of Christ uh, coming alongside um, myself and my family. So I just wanted to say, again, thank you very much and God bless you for that. This morning, we will go ahead and uh, we're going to be Uh, starting Acts chapter 14. We'll be reading through verses uh, 1 through 7. And so before we go ahead and read the the scripture, uh, let's just go ahead and pray. Heavenly Father, Lord God, thank you again for just another opportunity to crack open your word. And Father, we pray that you would speak to us through it, that you would give us insight and understanding, that the Holy Spirit would help us to rightfully divide your word And uh, not only hear it, but uh, apply it to our lives, that we would see the importance and the value of your word and how this is the central part of our lives. And it should be. This is something that we should meditate on throughout the day and we should look for opportunities to live out our faith. So again, Father, may you receive all honor, glory and love for you are the only one who is deserving of that and the title of God. So we thank you and we love you. It's in the precious name of your son, Jesus Christ, that we pray. Amen. All right, I'll go ahead and read Acts chapter 14, starting in verse 1 on through 7. And it reads, Now at Iconium, they entered together into the Jewish synagogue and spoke in such a way that a great number of both Jews and Greeks believed. But the unbelieving Jews stirred up the Gentiles and poisoned their minds against the brothers. So They remained for a long time, speaking boldly for the Lord, who bore witness to the word of His grace, granting signs and wonders to be done by their hands. But the people of the city were divided, some sided with the Jews and some with the apostles. When an attempt was made by both Gentiles and Jews with their rulers to mistreat them and to stone them, they learned of it and fled to Lystra and Derby, cities of Ly- uh, Lyconia, and to the surrounding country, and there they continued to preach the gospel. So we see that we're uh, continuing on from, from the last uh, message as as Paul and Barnabas uh, continue their trek uh, as they continue their missionary journey. And I've entitled this message, "Be Sure of Your Devotion." be sure of who you are devoted to this is what the journey has been so far the last time we witnessed many come to accept the saving grace of Jesus Christ while others willfully opposed him and this is going to be a continuing theme this is this is the continuing theme all throughout the bible you you have those who are uh th- their, their hearts are illuminated to the truth of who Jesus Christ is and they submit themselves and they believe by faith that he is who he says he is and there's others that oppose him. I you, you mean, Take examples from the Old Testament. You have Abraham and you have Pharaoh. You have two polar opposites. One doesn't even know where he's supposed to go but goes in, in, in a blind faith, the faith we are to have, walking by, by faith and not by sight. And then you have another where it's all about the kingdom that, that he's created by his own hands and, and he will do nothing to relinquish uh, that power. And so you see those two polar, polar opposites, excuse me, and we're, we're witnessing the same thing going on here or similar thing in this portion, this portion of scripture. As Paul and Barnabas dusted off their feet and headed to Iconium, we will see the great impact that the gospel had there with the people in that in that region, in that area. But we will also learn of how dangerous A divided mind can be a mind that is unstable in all of its ways not making its decision that it's standing firmly for Christ there are several main points I'd like us to focus on today and the first one is the Word of God we know it's more powerful than anything nothing is more powerful than the Word of God and still this is not taking anything away from the power of God understand what I'm saying please and still we must grow deep roots in Jesus Christ in order for his power to be unleashed in our lives. What I mean by this is simply, we can't just claim we're Christians and there's no inward change. There's no change of mind. There's no repentance going on. There's no walking by faith. There's no action being taken place on our part. You see, God is all powerful, but he also calls us into a covenant relationship with him through his son, Jesus Christ. The most powerful thing that we can receive from God is salvation through the blood of His Son, Jesus Christ, being raised from the dead to eternal life in Christ. But see, it takes coming into a relationship with Jesus Christ in order to access this gift of salvation. And the same goes for all the other abilities or gifts, I will say, of the Holy Spirit that we can possess through a genuine relationship with Jesus Christ. Things like steadfast faith, long suffering, endurance, uh, a heart of gratitude, uh, a heart to comfort uh, people that are grieving. These are all things that are only obtainable. Through a relationship with Jesus Christ, we can't just say we are these things, but our actions don't line up. So there has to be this relationship intact in place in order for us to truly live out our faith and have his power unleashed in our lives. The next main point is this. The lack of deep roots in Jesus Christ will give way to us being susceptible to deceiving spirits. The Bible is crystal clear about this. If we fail to set our lives up upon the foundation, which is the solid rock of the profession of faith in Jesus Christ, when the storms of life hit, we are going to be tossed to and fro aimlessly, not having any bearing, not having any anchor in the truth of who he is. This is why it's so important for all believers to become discipled. Uh, and especially hopefully early on in their faith this is the primary way that a christian grows in their faith is by being taught uh, obviously through the power of the holy spirit in more mature believer and this is why you can't just go to a church service and that's it Uh, this is why small groups are are so valued and so important prayer groups you know meeting outside of the building and you know whatever for lack of better terms because of the shelter in place that's why we're doing the zoom thing and people are, are believers in Christ are staying connected throughout the week because it is very dangerous to go it alone. You don't have that encouragement. You don't have uh, that accountability. You don't have that support that you get from the body of Christ. And the last main point that I want us to uh, consider this morning is this. True faith in Jesus Christ will be tested through the trials of life. As we see here, Notice not only Paul and Barnabas, but all these other new followers in Christ were tested by the opposition. This is exactly the reason why we must grow deep roots in our faith, so that when we are tested and tempted, we won't fold and cave in under the pressure of temptation and sin. let's go ahead and and begin to look at uh, this passage. We'll start with Uh, verse 1 in Acts chapter 14, and it says, Now at Iconium they entered together into the Jewish synagogue and spoke in such a way that a great number of both Jews and Greeks believed. Paul and Barnabas were forced to move from the synagogue in Antioch because the religious leaders They would not stand for the truth that they taught and they basically just ran them out of town they 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 didn't want anything to do with them and they became very aggressive towards the message that they were teaching now we find that they've moved to iconium and uh, they didn't change a thing that is paul and barnabas they didn't change the program the plan was the same it was get the message of the gospel out teach that jesus christ is the way to God the Father, Jesus Christ, in him you will find your salvation and how you need to rest in him and him alone. This is the only way to have peace and eternal life with God the Father. Uh, this is evident. We know that they didn't change their game plan. They didn't call an audible. They didn't get shaky because they saw that you know the blitz was coming. No, they stood their ground and they stood their ground in Christ and it's because we know this because it says the text says they spoke in such a way that a great number of Jews and Greeks believed. They presented the gospel in a way that invited belief. They didn't they didn't conjure up some kind of way to, to gimmick people, to trick people into believing the gospel, but they spoke to the desperate need and the and the depravity in uh, non-believers' hearts and because it's the Word of God, and the Word of God is, is more powerful than anything else in the world, and it's sharper than any two edged sword cutting to the bone and marrow, between the bone and marrow, and to, to the heart of the situation, this is what pierced these people to become uh, believers in Christ. The application is this there is such a way to share the truth of heaven and hell and our need for being saved, but it being done in love. You see, many times people want to share the love of Jesus Christ, but they fail to mention what we're being saved from. And and people don't want to talk about sin and they don't want to talk about hell. And the other side of it is, Sometimes people, all they want to talk about is fire and brimstone and, and you're, you you're, you are know, you're going to be, you know, placed there and you're going to be apart from God forever, you know, but there needs to be, obviously, and this is led by the Holy Spirit. If you're led by the Holy Spirit and what you share, you're going to share in truth and in love and it's going to be balanced and you're going to be able to speak on both topics, but in such a way that it's going to be presented to people the way the Holy Spirit wants to present it, and they'll be able to respond for themselves how they think they should. We don't need to beat people over the head with the Bible, and we also don't need to shy away from telling the truth of what the Bible says. Rather, we need to allow the Holy Spirit to speak through us in such a way that the truth of Jesus Christ appeals to their desperate need to be saved. This is great to see clearly that the power of God is able to save any and all people. And we know this because it says that many Jews and Greeks were saved. But the kicker for us today is, are people willing to allow themselves to be saved? That's the question we have to ask. Do you want to be saved? Are you willing to allow the Lord to save your eternal soul? See, this was the biggest problem with the religious leaders. They just simply refuse to allow themselves to be saved by the grace of Jesus Christ. And what it comes down to in their day and our day is it comes down to pride. Um, Back then, they would have rather had their good works of keeping the law represent them before an almighty God rather than the Son of God and His righteousness uh, appear before them on their behalf, and 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 we know that nobody can keep the letter of the law to perfection. So all their good works were just in shambles. And today we have many people that that want to earn God's favor. They want to work. To be right with God, they want to say that all the things that they do, and they're helping out with, you know, um, this COVID nineteen pandemic, and they're and they're doing all these different things that are that are admirable and honorable, but those don't make you and I righteous before the sight of holy God. It is only the blood of Jesus Christ that can cleanse us from our sin and our unrighteousness and make us pure and spotless before Almighty God. And see, that's why we have to rest upon what Jesus did upon the cross of Calvary and not what we think we're doing now or what we've done in the past. Because again, the Bible is clear. Our good works are but filthy rags. And I'd rather have Jesus's work on the cross represent me than my filthy, blood-stained, dirty, nasty rags that don't amount for much All right, let's go ahead and continue uh, in verses 2 and 7. This is where we'll camp out for the remainder of the message. Uh, And I'll start in verse 2. And it says, But the unbelieving Jews stirred up the Gentiles and poisoned their minds against the brothers. So they remained for a long time, speaking boldly for the Lord, who bore witness to the word of his grace, granting signs and wonders to be done by their hands. But the people of the city were divided. Some sided with the Jews, and some sided with the apostles. When an attempt was made by both Gentiles and Jews with their rulers to mistreat them and to stone them, they learned of it and fled to Lystra and Derbe, cities of Lyconia, and to the surrounding country. And there they continued to preach the gospel. Huh. Well, well, well. Here we go again. Isn't this a familiar uh, scene that we, we, we witness being displayed here uh, going on? The first thing to take notice of is that it really wasn't all the Jews causing trouble. It was the unbelieving Jews that were doing this. You see, again, many Jews did believe in Jesus Christ and they were converted but there are also those who wanted to pollute the message that Jesus Christ stood for. Y'all have heard the saying, uh, man, that guy over there, he, he's stirring up the pot, right? He's stirring up the pot. He's, he's, he's causing mischief. He's causing trouble. He's causing commotion. He's causing drama, right? You guys have heard that saying, stirring up the pot. Well, for these unbelieving Jews, it wasn't enough for them personally just not to believe. They wanted to influence others as well. And the sad thing about this is This is exactly the mindset of Satan. Satan's mindset is, well, I already know I'm going to hell and I'm going to be apart from from God for eternity because I've rebelled against him. I've willfully chose to to engage with him in this this warfare. And so Satan knows that he is going to hell for sure. He he knows his uh, his fate is sealed. And so his whole uh, mind, his whole process is he's trying to drag as many other people to hell with him as he possibly can and this is a horrible position to take and jesus warned against this be it satan or be it other people matthew chapter 18 verses 5 and 6 tells us whoever receives one such child in my name receives me but whoever causes one of these little ones to believe in me to sin It would be better for him to have a great millstone fastened around his neck and to be drowned in the depth of the sea. And there they continued to preach. Now this is, that last part is, sorry, excuse me, they continued to preach. That wasn't from Matthew 18, uh, 5 and 6, but they did continue to preach the gospel but this is exactly what these jewish unbelievers were doing they they were literally trying to cause people to war against the lord and the application for us for us today this same principle applies it's one thing to re- to reject jesus christ and to do your own thing no one can force anyone else to obey God or believe in Him because everyone is, has been created with the free will. But you see, to oppose God and to try to persuade others to do the same is simply horrible. At that point in time, that individual is literally doing the work of Satan. That's the devil's whole goal, to poison the minds of people and to lead them astray, to lead them off track, away from the truth of who Jesus Christ is, to lead people away from the saving grace of Jesus Christ. Yet again, these kind of interactions that we see here between the disciples and the religious leaders speaks to this spiritual battle that you and I are in today at this very present moment. Because the reality is this, you will either love God or hate Him. There is no in-between. You can't you can't justify your lukewarmness. If you are lukewarm about your faith, you have an antichrist attitude. You have a disposition that is bent away from the Lord. If you are lukewarm and not choosing, but notice how the Lord counteracts or counter punches back. He he he's 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 you know hitting back Satan. He's not going to let Satan get away with this. He's not going to let these religious leaders get away with this. So the non-believing Jews, they 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 tried to poison the minds of these young and potential new believers, but the Lord had Paul and Barnabas stay even longer to encourage and build up these brothers. They stayed as long as they could despite the opposition because they knew that these Christians needed to be built up. They needed to be needed to be grounded in the truth of who Jesus Christ is. They needed to be grounded in their faith. They had to grow deep roots, right? just like a tree planted by the water, I shall not be moved, right? It's because that tree has deep roots and it's not just going to be moved off because those roots are going deep into the ground. And and for us, that's that's a beautiful picture because for us as believers spiritually, we need to grow deep, deep, deep roots in Jesus Christ. I mean, so ingrained that again, our very our very uh, aura and, and our presence, uh, you know, it, it just e- 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 it, it eludes or it emanates God. It emanates the Holy Spirit. We're, we're, we're permeating everywhere we go with, with Jesus. And, 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 and that's, that's, that's something that we should desire as believers in Christ. That's this whole idea of maturing in your faith, growing deep roots in the Lord. The text says that they continue to bear witness to the word of His grace. The need to drive this principle of the Christian faith is so crucial to the enduring faith of any believer. The fact that the word of His grace, it is the Lord's grace that keeps us saved. It's the Lord's grace that keeps us grounded. It's the Lord's grace that keeps us humble. The application is this. When we lose sight of the grace of God, we can more easily be swayed by other doctrines that are false. And, and this is what happens many times. People are, are, are wooed by some pastor that's an electric speaker, but the doctrine that this individual is preaching is far off. It's false. It's it's not right. It does not line up with scripture, but because they do not recognize the grace of God, and they haven't grown deep roots in the truth of who Jesus Christ is. And one, been able to be alone and have the Holy Spirit, you know, speak to them and they study through the Bible on their own. And then two, they're lacking community with other believers. So they don't have that support group. They don't have the body of Christ coming alongside them. Well, when it comes to knowing the truth, they don't know, they just go off on any little thing that sounds good and is tantalizing to their, 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 their eyesight or, or you know, their senses or their emotions when that's not supposed to be the case. When we realize daily that it is by God's grace that we can even receive the faith needed to believe in Jesus Christ, then we will be sound in our thinking. Unable to be drawn away from the Lord. Next we see that the Lord granted signs and wonders done by the apostles hands. The Lord was behind the working of their hands. The miracles that were being worked through Paul and Barnabas. No apostle could ever do a miracle or work a miracle by themselves. The power resides in Jesus Christ, not in the individual. And again, that that's this whole idea that we are just a conduit. We are just a vehicle. We are just a witness. But it is the Holy Spirit. It is Jesus Christ working through us, giving us the power to enable us to do whatever it is that he would call us to be used to do for his purposes. And we also have to remember this, that... The purpose of the miracles is to draw the individual to recognize the greatness of God and to worship God not worship the miracle itself. Many times w- people get caught up on, you know, I want to see the blind healed. I want to see the lame, you know, walk. I want to see people raised from the dead, but but people end up worshipping those things and they don't worship the one. They 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 worship the blessing, not the blessor. We need to worship the one who gives the blessing, right? Because it's it's all pointing to Jesus Christ. It's all pointing to him. It all comes, it all flows From him, right? The living water, the bread of life, it all flows from him. Next, we see that because of their faithfulness to the Lord, speaking of Paul and Barnabas, that violent attempts were taken against them by all non believers. It was all the non believers, it was the Jewish non believers and the Gentile non believers as well. When those who oppose Christ are set in their ways, they will be used as an instrument of destruction. And again, I'll go back to the example of Pharaoh. We know that Pharaoh had the free will to either a- allow the Israelites to leave the, the, the country of Egypt or he could choose choose to still hold them. And, and because he rebelled, because Pharaoh chose to harden his heart, he became an instrument of destruction. Satan. He became an instrument, an instrument of the enemy. And the Lord allowed that because Pharaoh had already determined in his mind and in his heart, this is what he was going to do. And the same is true for us today. We don't want to willfully oppose Christ because if we do, we become an instrument of destruction, yielding themselves to the influence of the enemy. They will try and destroy the work of the Lord and his servants. And this is still happening today, as we see in the days of the apostles. Paul and Barnabas were eventually forced to leave Iconium for Lystra and Derbe. And these these places uh, were about 20 miles apart. And they were in this, this Roman providence, providence excuse me, of Lyconia. This is significant to point out because it, it shows the fact that Paul and Barnabas were led by the Lord to continue to spread the gospel amongst the Gentiles. But notice that again their game plan did not change. They did not uh, default to their own thinking. They didn't, like I said before, call an audible because things were getting sketchy and they had a special trick play in their back pockets. They continued to preach the gospel. And I think today... That's what's needed. Obviously, prayer is so important. We want to talk about all this crazy stuff going on with the shelter in place and the coronavirus and this and that. What is one thing that every person can do? Maybe you can't give financially to support causes that are helping people get out of uh, this situation, but we can all pray as believers. That is so effective, that is so powerful. And the second thing is that we can share and preach the gospel. How are people going to have hope if they don't hear the gospel, and we need this, we need this so desperately in our day today, in our time. Paul and Barnabas, they were led to these cities to preach. Notice, they were they were led to preach, not to perform miracles. The preaching of the word of God is very powerful. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18 tells us, For the word of the cross is folly to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved it is the power of god i mean it doesn't get more more uh, you know plain than that the cross the power of the cross the word of the cross it is the power of god and we are being saved through that power The work that Jesus did upon the cross and and this is the preaching of the word sharing and this is why Jesus Christ cannot get old and stale to you and I he 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 is never old and stale. it's only we've become old and crusty and stale. so again we need to calibrate and and, and change back we need to repent and get our minds right if we find ourselves saying oh this is boring I don't want to hear more about Jesus I don't you know I, I don't need it today yes you do. (laughs) Yes, you do your day starting with Jesus having Jesus in the middle of your day ending with Jesus is going to be the best day of your life compared to having a million dollars without Jesus. You're going to be you're going to be, you know, not happy. You're going to be a, a person that is unsettled and unstable in all their ways. And we don't want that for anyone. The Bible is clear that faith comes by hearing the word of God. But how are people going to hear the Word of God unless others speak up about who Jesus Christ is? Other people are going to share. How are people going to know? If we keep our mouths closed, if we, if we don't speak out. And, I mean, nowadays you have so many mechanisms. I mean, even with the shelter in place, you can send emails. You can send text messages. I mean, they have the Bible app that has everything already. You know, you don't have to recreate the wheel. They already have it all drawn out for you all you have to do is go on there find something that you know appeals to you and you know you, the holy spirit speaks to you through that and then you just send it on you know and, and you know rarely do people i send out a lot of emails and text messages rarely i get somebody who says you know i don't like this stop sending it to me even if people don't respond and say oh praise god amen you know people are not gonna knock you know, some kind of encouraging message from the Word of God, especially in a time where, where you know, things are are, are bleak and, and people are looking for hope. So, you know, we need to really take this principle to heart and, and really share the gospel. There is a desperate need for people to know that Jesus Christ loves them and that He is waiting for to be the Savior of their souls, but they have to respond. The application is this. The Lord will never call you to give up sharing the truth of Jesus Christ. Just like Paul and Barnabas, even when facing physical violence, the Lord is not going to call you to stop sharing the truth of who he is to those around you. He may call you to move on, to move, you know, to a different location as he did with Paul and Barnabas, but he's never going to call you to give up and say, oh, that's it. You, you don't need to share about my son anymore. You don't need to share the truth of Jesus Christ is. No, that's that's far from the truth. He's always going to uh, desire you and me to speak boldly of Jesus Christ to those around us. It is the foolishness of the gospel being preached that the Lord chooses to use to reach mankind. He could, again, he's God Almighty. He can reach people however he wants to, but he chooses to use the preaching and the teaching of the gospel to reach mankind. So for us today, Let us be those who are unashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ and that we would speak boldly and clearly professing the love of Jesus Christ to all those around us. Amen. All right. Let's go ahead and pray. Father God, Lord, thank you again for just your unfailing love. Thank you for the truth that you paint so clearly for us. Thank you for allowing us to have the faith to believe you at Your Word. Thank You for giving us the Holy Spirit to live inside of us and to help us to rightfully divide the Word of Truth and to understand it and to see the the relevant importance it plays in our lives. Father, may Jesus Christ be the central thing. May Jesus Christ be the cornerstone of our lives, Lord. That we would build the rest of our lives from Christ, Christ being the foundation. Father, if there's any person listening that does not hold Christ as the foundation of their lives, Father, may you convict their hearts right now, Lord, that they would repent, that they would submit, that they would obey, Lord, and that they would begin afresh and new, and that they would put you, allow you to to be upon the throne of their hearts, Lord. If there's any that are unsaved listening now, Father, I pray that in the quietness of their hearts, you would speak to them and that you would convict hearts and that you would cause hearts to understand that the only way to have true lasting joy and peace in this lifetime and the next is if Jesus Christ becomes Savior of their lives. And for those of us who have already claimed you and received you as the savior of our lives. And and we've uh, acknowledged that you are Lord of all. Father, help us to continue to stand upon the rock of Jesus Christ. Father, help us to not grow weary. Help us to not grow faint. Lord, give us strength. Give us your supernatural strength to encounter and tackle all the things that we need to do today. Father, We need your help. We need to rely on your vast amount of knowledge, wisdom, strength, and vision in order for us to accomplish the things that you have set out for us today. Father, I thank you for this precious time that we've had to spend together in your word. Father, we thank you and we love you. You're so precious and dear to us. It's in Jesus Christ's wonderful name that we pray. Amen.